It's beginning to look more and more likely that there is some fire to go along with the proverbial smoke around Gigi Jackson potentially flipping to South Carolina. Plus, a 2024 four-star prospect for the Gamecocks may be considering reclassifying. And a five-star edge defender out of the Northeast may be considering the Gamecocks more than I originally thought. Who am I talking about? I'll be discussing all that today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Our Locked On Gamecocks. Your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecocks sports teams. I am your host, as always, Andrew Lyon. And once again, I've got a bunch of stuff to unpack for all of you listening or watching the show today. For today's show, I'm going to be giving y'all an update that has been passed along by On3 National Recruiting Analyst Jamie Shaw on the recent developments with G.G. Jackson and how things seem to be inching closer and closer to an eventual decommitment from North Carolina and potential commitment to South Carolina. Plus, I'll be going over some interesting comments that have been made by 2024 four-star quarterback commit Dante Reno and the possibility that he may now be considering reclassifying himself. And lastly, I'll be talking about 2023 five-star edge defender Nicholas Harper out of Maryland and how South Carolina might be more in the game for him than a lot of people thought going into this past weekend. I'll be covering all that today on the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. Before I get started, as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your daily choice for South Carolina Gamecocks sports coverage. Alrighty, so let's start with obviously the biggest development out of the three on today's show. Let's talk about five-star G.G. Jackson. So, Just to preface real quick, back on July 3rd, I made a video regarding a story published by On3's National Recruiting Analyst, Jamie Shaw, regarding the potential for G.G. Jackson to not only reclassify, but to also decommit from North Carolina. Now, the Tar Heels had filled up their final scholarship roster spot with Northwestern transfer forward Pete Nance, and at this point, seems like they are going to potentially be the victim of very unfortunate circumstances. Now, Jamie Shaw has since come out with multiple stories regarding this entire saga. One this past Monday regarding why Gigi and his camp are now strongly considering having him reclassify for the 2022 recruiting class, and another one yesterday regarding how he thinks things will end up, that being Jamie Shaw. So... Let's start off with the Monday story that was put out there by Jamie Shaw. Now, Shaw mentioned in this story that back even as recently as mid-June, Gigi Jackson wasn't considering reclassifying early to enroll at North Carolina. His performance, however, at the MBPA Top 100 camp, a camp where the most elite high school basketball prospects across the country all congregate and end up playing a big tournament, changed everything about his camp's thought process regarding reclassification because Gigi Jackson absolutely dominated at this camp. He not only went on to average a double-double in the tournament and lead his team to a championship win, 
But to top it all off, he was also named the camp's MVP at the end of the entire tournament. Now, there's also another reason, more so on the business side, for why Gigi Jackson's camp are now strongly considering having him reclassify, and that is regarding the NBA's potential collective bargaining agreement dispute that they will end up going through at the end of the 2023-24 season. Now, to go over what Jamie Shaw said in his article real quick, Jackson's birthday is December 17, 2004, which makes him eligible for the 2023 NBA draft by just 14 days. He would obviously need to graduate high school a year prior, which means coming out of this current class. Now, the big reason that the collective bargaining agreement for the NBA could play a big role here in him reclassifying is... Obviously, the league and the players union are going to eventually have to meet and agree upon regulation aspects of workers' compensation and workers' rights. And the 2017 CBA update will expire after the 2023-24 NBA season. Now, if Gigi Jackson were to not reclassify, that would be the draft where he would be going into the NBA, the 2024 NBA draft. And, of course, the league and union, while there will be a lot of things that they'll have to try and discuss and go through during their meetings, one of the big talking points will potentially be rookie pay scale. And the feel from the intel that Jamie Shaw and other people in the college basketball recruiting world have gathered around this entire situation is that Jackson's camp now feels like it would be wise to maybe try to get him into the 2023 NBA draft instead of the 2024 draft with the uncertainty around how much rookies could potentially be able to make based on their draft slot, that draft class. All of that makes a lot of sense. Now, to move on to the second story that Jamie Shaw put out just yesterday regarding the chances of Jackson still flipping and when this could also be announced, Jamie Shaw said that he had moved his confidence level for Gigi Jackson flipping to South Carolina from 60% to 95%. And to give y'all some other noteworthy prediction notes here, On3's recruiting prediction machine now gives South Carolina a 93.1% chance overall to flip G.G. Jackson. G.G. Jackson has also received five crystal ball predictions to flip to South Carolina on 247sports.com. And this includes one from 24-7 Sports National Basketball Analyst Travis Brandon, basically their equivalent of Jamie Shaw for this entire story. So to get to the time frame of when all of this could eventually go down, when looking at Jamie Shaw's article, he mentioned that while their certainty is behind the action, the time frame, of course, is a bit more of a question. And Jamie Shaw did say in May, their sources said that Jackson would play in Peach Jam and then announce his decision. But now, as of a couple weeks ago, the decision has become more certain. Sources are now telling them that the announcement could be made at Peach Jam. And now last weekend, they've heard that he will announce after Peach Jam. But then earlier this week... It pivoted again to where now they're thinking he could announce before Peach Jam. Basically, this has gone back and forth and back and forth in terms of when Gigi Jackson could announce. The Peach Jam tournament will be taking place in North Augusta, South Carolina through the week of July 17th through the 24th. So based on all the back and forth and potential confusion regarding when Gigi Jackson could end up committing, I would probably say, just based on everything that Jamie Shaw put in that article that fans should look for the first couple days before 
the Peach Jam Tournament, which, you know, today is now July 14th. So literally the next couple days, Gigi Jackson's camp could make their announcement at any point. They could also, again, still do it during the tournament or they could wait till afterwards. So really and truthfully, it doesn't seem like anyone has any solid idea at this point as to when this could happen. But it seems like either way, it will take place in about the next week and a half or so. And my final thought with all of this, to bottom line everything, is... um. Yeah, Gamecock fans, I think you can start to get really excited with this entire situation because it looks like that more than likely, unless all of these guys have somehow been completely wrong with their information, which I highly doubt with Jamie Shaw and everybody else, that this is going to happen. So I'm going to tell you Tar Heel fans right now, I'm talking to you specifically at this moment, whoever decided to comment on my Gigi Jackson video from July 3rd, all the stuff y'all said about how he wouldn't end up at South Carolina, you still got a little bit of time to go back and delete your comment if you want to so that you don't potentially get brought up in a video where Gigi Jackson is committing to South Carolina on my end. Just giving you the warning right now. You got plenty of time. I would go do it. Now, of course, Gigi Jackson is not the only prospect that is considering reclassifying to the recruiting class before his current one, as Dante Reno has also apparently started to give that some serious thought after Dylan Lonergan's commitment to Alabama. How likely is it? I'll be discussing that on a couple moments after a quick message from our friends over at Rock Auto. Now, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Oh, convenient. You love it, but you hate it sometimes. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Speaking of convenience. So why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? If you own a Honda Odyssey, a fuel pump is $353 from a chain store on average, but it's only $216 when you buy from Rock Auto. Not to mention, Rock Auto is a family-owned business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years years. So what are you waiting for? Because it's time to go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On Gamecocks in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all of the parts that your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Okay, so from one blue chip prospect in basketball to another blue chip prospect, but in football, let's talk about Dante Reno. Now, I mentioned back on my Tuesday show pertaining to Dylan Lonergan's commitment to Alabama that at this point, there hadn't really been any talk of Dante Reno potentially reclassifying to the 2023 recruiting cycle and leaving high school a whole year early to go ahead and get onto campus in Columbia, South Carolina. But according to Dante Reno in an interview with Phil Cornblue of the Sports Talk Media Network, there now might be a chance that this happens. In Phil's discussion with Dante Reno, Reno said, quote, I get back on Sunday and we're going to talk to the family tomorrow about what's going to happen. We're going to talk to Coach Satterfield and Coach Beamer and see what their thoughts are. It's definitely an option right now. They have mentioned that. 
and he apparently is all set academically to be able to graduate from the Loomis Chafee School in Connecticut with the 2023 class. And he does view getting an earlier start than originally planned with the Gamecocks to be an exciting and intriguing opportunity, according to Phil. Reno continued saying, for sure, it's definitely exciting to get there a year earlier, be able to learn the whole offense earlier. Nothing is set in stone right now, but it's definitely an opportunity. So I did mention in previous shows before Dylan Lonergan's eventual commitment that it did seem like that Dante Reno was potentially leaving the door open for reclassification if he decided to do just that. And obviously, Dylan Lonergan's commitment to Alabama does change things because South Carolina has no other real big quarterback targets that they're going after currently for the 2023 class. So they could end up choosing to just stand pat or Dante Reno could end up doing this. So... Hypothetically speaking, let's just go ahead and say Dante Reno does decide to reclassify for the 2023 class and thus leave the 2024 quarterback slot on South Carolina's recruiting board now wide open once again. Who could be the potential contenders to take that spot in the 2024 class for Carolina? Well, there's a couple of different guys that Phil Cornblue did mention at the end of his article that the Gamecocks have offered. And those guys are 2024 four-star quarterbacks, Jaden Davis, Jaden Bradford, and Kamari McClellan. Now, I'm not going to talk about Jaden Davis as much in, on today's show because Jaden Davis has pretty much made it clear he wants to go to a quote-unquote big-time kind of blue-blood program. And to be honest, he just doesn't view South Carolina in that light. I've heard Michigan and Clemson a lot with him recently in his recruitment. So he's not really one that I'm going to be keeping a close eye on compared to these other guys. So I'll start off with the guy who I think most likely would be South Carolina's big target for 2024 if Reno were to reclassify. And that is no doubt four-star quarterback Jaden Bradford. Now, Bradford is originally out of Chapin High School in Chapin, South Carolina, but he did go down to IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida to go play with the Crusaders. In the 2024 class, he is currently rated the 48th best prospect nationally, the 6th best quarterback in the country, and the 12th best prospect out of the state of Florida, according to On3's consensus player rankings. And Bradford has been offered by other teams like Penn State, Louisville, and a couple of others as well. And if you really need to know just how much interest mutually there is between South Carolina and Jaden Bradford, Bradford has already visited South Carolina six times throughout his recruiting process up to this point. And he doesn't have to commit for, right now, at least another 15 months. So that tells you just how much he is intrigued by the idea of playing for just about his hometown team. But Chapin High School is a 30-minute drive out from Williams-Brice Stadium in Columbia. So Jayden Bradford, in my opinion, again, would be the biggest priority target out of this group. But there is also... Kamari McClellan, who apparently was just recently bumped down to a three-star rating by on three, but again, still a highly touted prospect, as he is the 332nd best prospect nationally, the 25th best quarterback in the country, and the 15th best prospect out of the state of Alabama, according to on three's consensus player rankings. He has had some promising showings in some rivals camps. I believe he may have even won a quarterback MVP award at one of these camps as well. But I couldn't find any immediate information on that. And he also happens to have offers from teams like Auburn, Florida State, 
Oregon, Missouri, Georgia Tech, and Jackson State. So a solid quarterback in his own right. And while on three's recruiting prediction machine currently shows South Carolina as the heavy favorite for Kamari, uh, I don't really see that staying pat. I think that Kamari, as as much as I don't really want to use these words, it, it's quite frankly going to be the case between him and Bradford for 2024. If, again, Reno reclassifies, Kamari would definitely be a little bit more of a backup option to Jaden Bradford if all this were to play out this way. Now, there's also been another interesting development, or at least some interesting remarks that were said by five-star edge defender Nicholas Harper out of Maryland for the 2023 cycle. So, what all exactly did he say about South Carolina, and does this mean South Carolina is more in the game here than originally thought? I'll let y'all know all about that in just a couple moments after I pass along a quick message from our friends over at Built Bar. Now, from the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. Yes, that's right. The coconut brownie chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen to me for a second. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out because they are going fast and they taste amazing. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The best part about Built Puffs, besides the 100% real chocolate, obviously, is that you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat. They're perfect when you got a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack after a workout, they are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, and creamy marshmallow. I honestly don't know a better combination than all three of those items. So stop fantasizing and get to Built.com right now to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs. And if you're looking to save money, we've got you covered there as well. When you go to Belt.com, be sure to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Belt.com. Go right now while the offer lasts. All right. For the final segment of today's show, let's talk about five-star edge defender Nicholas Harper. Now, Nicholas Harper is one of the best prospects in the 2023 cycle. On three's consensus player rankings have him as the 12th best prospect nationally, the second best edge defender in the country, and the number one player out of the Washington, D.C. area. And he's got a lot of really solid programs that are in pursuit of him here. Programs like LSU, Michigan, Georgia, Alabama, Southern Cal, Miami, and I promise you that's just the tip of the iceberg. His offer list is much larger than the teams I just mentioned. Now, he released his top seven, including the Gamecocks, back on May the 28th, but there hasn't been a whole lot of talk about Nicholas Harper and his interest with South Carolina. He's only visited South Carolina once in the entire recruiting process, which was back on June 12th, but not this year, this past year. And he has seemed to be looking likely to stay up north to this point. But according to some remarks that he made in an interview with 24-7 Sports, Sam Webb, potentially of the Michigan 
Insider. It seems like that he has a lot more interest in South Carolina than me and a lot of other people originally thought. As when talking about South Carolina in Sam Webb's interview, he mentioned that, quote, the Gamecocks have been my favorite school for a minute. I'll say ever since I went there last year. The first man I saw was Coach Shane Beamer. I'm like, who's this? I thought it was one of the assistants. But Archbishop Carroll coach Rob Harris told me, no, that's the head coach. He was just standing there. He, it was him by himself outside waiting for us to pull up. He was the first person I met. The first person I saw for the Gamecocks was him. I fell in love with it right there. It was the head coach out there waiting. And you don't see that. You don't see that. That's the part where it surprised me. That showed me that I'm really special to them when I saw the head coach before anybody else. Normally, you've got to go through everything and then you go meet with the head coach. Just seeing him first was just like, wow. So obviously, based on these comments here, Nicholas Harper had a very big impression left on him by Coach Shane Beamer and the entire staff. And the thing that I want to remind everybody is this. He visited them in mid-June this past season. This was before the Gamecocks won seven games this past fall, including a dominating Dukes-Mayo Bowl victory against North Carolina. This was before South Carolina hired edge coach Sterling Lucas from the NFL, and Sterling Lucas has made such a big impression on many blue-chip prospects on the recruiting trail up to this point. And I don't think that Nicholas Harbor, based on these comments, have had a chance to meet him face-to-face yet. And so, obviously, I think that if Sterling Lucas could get into a room with Nicholas Harbor and have a chance to talk with him, I think that Nicholas Harbor would feel just the same way about Sterling Lucas as he does Coach Shane Beamer. Now, I will say, this is going to be another somewhat complex recruiting situation, not necessarily with anything off the field with Nicholas Harper. However, Nicholas Harper does have a lot of interest in another sport along with football, and that is track and field. And a lot of these programs that are recruiting him at this time apparently have gotten some assists from some track coaches, and especially Southern Cal's track program along with LSU. As he said, quote, LSU with coach Tamara Ards. I love her. I love LSU. LSU always comes to play. And then I'd say Maryland assistant coach Garfield Ellenwood. He's my favorite college track and field coach. Me and him have been talking. That's a big part of why I'm considering Maryland. It's not even about football. Football is fine, but that track stuff was why. He's a coach that I really trust. I've seen develop other kids and other athletes, and I feel like he could do the same with me. So obviously, you know, Nicholas Harper, he, he really has a lot of love for track and field. But the other thing is Nicholas Harper is a guy that's been talked about as someone who could potentially compete in the Olympics one day. He is that much of a world-class sprinter. And I believe he mainly competes in the 100-meter dash. And his personal best stands right now at 10.26 or 10.28 seconds at Archbishop Carroll School. So... This is a big deal for Nicholas Harper, and again, something that he's going to consider heavily throughout this recruiting process. So, what could South Carolina offer with track and field? Well, South Carolina's track and field head coach happens to be Curtis Fry, who happens to be in the U.S. Track and Field and Cross Country Coaches Association Hall of Fame, which is the highest honor that one can receive as a track and field coach in the United States. So, Overall, 
you may be still wondering, does South Carolina have a legitimate chance here with Nicholas Harper based on all this information? Well, my final thought to sum all this up is this. At the moment, I really still believe that South Carolina's on the outside looking in overall. It doesn't seem like that the track and field part of this equation has been brought up as much on South Carolina's end, or at least they haven't had a chance to be able to do so since Harper's only visited South Carolina one time. But if we could get Harper back on campus for a visit, and that is a big but, because if we can't get Harper back for a visit at all, then at this point, South Carolina will eventually end up being out of the running here. We need to get him back for a visit, preferably, in my opinion, an official visit. He's only taken one so far, and I believe that was to Miami back on the weekend of June 24th. And I think it'd be great for him to see a game in williams Price, be able to get an idea of what the fan base is like down here at South Carolina. Plus, have him get in touch more with Coach Curtis Fry, if that hasn't already taken place. Because all of this combined with the bonds he already has with Coach Shane Beamer and the rest of the coaching staff and the bond that he hasn't really been able to build yet in person with edge coach Sterling Lucas, I think that if all of those things happen that I just mentioned, that this could give the South Carolina Gamecocks a really good shot here to land Nicholas Harbor. If I had to tell you right now, based on the stuff I've seen online today, I fully believe that Michigan, as of this moment, is probably the leader for him, with Maryland maybe being a not-too-distant second, and then Southern Cal and LSU are also in that as well. But I do think that South Carolina has a chance to really jump full-fledged into this conversation here if all the aforementioned things take place. So, with that being said, y'all, that is going to do it for today's show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. I hope that y'all thoroughly enjoyed it. Gamecock fans, what are y'all's thoughts on Gigi Jackson and the increasing likelihood that he ends up a South Carolina Gamecock? Again, he has not officially decommitted yet from North Carolina, but based on everything that's been said and posted online, it really seems like that this is getting ready to happen. How would you feel about Gigi Jackson donning the garnet and black? Also, what are y'all's thoughts on Dante Mir potentially reclassifying? Do you think that this would be a really good move for the program? And which quarterback do y'all like between Jaden Bradford and Kamari Cleland as a potential target for the 2024 class if Dante Reno decides to reclassify? And lastly, what are your overall thoughts on Nicholas Harper? How do you feel about our chances of potentially landing him? Do you think our chances are greater than I really let on at the end? I want to hear y'all's thoughts on all of this in the comments section down below if you're watching this on YouTube. But if you are listening to this on an audio podcast app, wherever you listen to your podcast daily, you can also feel free to tweet me at A-Line underscore SC. I always try to respond to any tweets or replies to some tweets as quickly as I can. But again, that's going to do it for today's show. I hope that y'all have a great rest of your Thursday, and I'll catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Game Podcast.